Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nate Moore, and this is another edition of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm live in Fort Wayne, Indiana today with my friend Mona Reimers. I've been working with Mona's practice for years, the orthopedic group in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We've done all kinds of things to use data to run the practice more like a business. Mona, welcome to the podcast. Introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about yourself, please. Hi, thanks, Nate. Um, I'm Mona Reimers. I am the Director of Administrative Operations for Orthopedics Northeast. I uh, have been here 14 years. We have a a good-sized orthopedic practice with pain management and all of the um, things that go with it as far as uh, surgeries and MRI, CT scans, advanced imaging services, that kind of thing. So we pretty much run a full gamut of orthopedic services. Yeah, unfortunately, in today's world, some of those orthopedic services need to be pre-authorized. And pre-certification used to be a bit of a drama at Ortho Northeast. Tell us a bit about that, Mona. Well, before we started working on solving the problem, it was quite dramatic. Um, You know, we basically had staff trying to do the right thing with maybe the wrong approach and basically trying to monitor whatever was on fire at the moment rather than preventing the fires in the first place. Uh, It was hard to prioritize. Yeah, it was very hard to prioritize the work. Uh, Surgeries would come in and they would be urgent. Um, I I think for years, of course, prior authorization came around kind of slowly and then all of a sudden it was slammed down much more um, mandated by the payers, uh, particularly with the advent of Medicare Advantage um, and more um, Medicaid plans. So prior authorization became a much broader, bigger need and a lot more resources were required to get it done. And on the same token, the volume was so high, it was hard to track what was the best next thing to do. And I think people want to do the right thing, but one of the things you've taught me is, you know, you got to make it easy for staff to do the right thing. Make it easiest for staff to do the right thing. And so as we're trying to figure out this prior authorization thing and whatever, um, Mona and I talked, and tell us a bit about how the solution we, we dreamt up and how it maybe how it started and how it's evolved since then. Yeah, we really couldn't be happier with it. What we ended up uh, doing was we needed a tool that would tell us how far out do we have to get the pre-cert done and how many pre-certs we need to do and also how many pre-certs were in process. So if we have 10 days to get something done and it's an urgent case uh, that pops up and we know we've got 10 days to get the rest of the work done, if we have an urgent case added on, of course, we just stop and do it. But if we have 30 days, we might prioritize even differently. So um, there are all kinds of tricks and um, what have you that we've had to kind of think it through. But at the end of the day, what we have is one of the most important tools we have is a 50,000 look, 50,000 foot level look at our prior authorization needs. So at three o'clock, I believe every afternoon, we have an email that comes through to us um, in management and all of the pre-cert staff who then can tell us how many days we have left to prior auth, all, all of the prior authorizations we have needed, um, need, that needs to be done and it can tell us how many days we have to get it done. It can tell us how many um, are started, how many haven't been started, and it's color-coded so that when you're looking at, say, day three, three days from now, it will tell you how many days you've already had this on the, on the um, 
schedule. So if somebody was added for tomorrow, of course, that's probably an urgent case. Maybe a fra recent fracture needs to go to surgery. So we understand that. But if, it, if that is colored in a way that makes us think that case has been on there for 30 days and nobody's touched it, that would be a big problem. So now everybody can see it. Everybody knows what they're looking at. And um, everybody's in alignment of what's the next right thing to do for the staff. Also, I will mention that Nate created a, an excellent tool for us that the staff can use to actually go in and filter what they're going to work on next. So they get the um, ability to say, I work for doctors so-and-so and so-and-so, -and -so, so I will work on those doctors and that's what I do, or I work on certain kinds of surgeries or certain kinds of imaging. So it, it, you know, they can look at those things and work on them. They can also sort by payer. So if they want to get on the phone with someone or they want to get online with a payer, they can get a bunch of things done at one time. Let's talk about one of the just the, the tricks. And one of my experiences in business intelligence pro projects is sometimes you got to teach the system data so you can go mine the data so you can make it work. And one of the tricks that Mona's talking about is, how do you know if a pre-auth has been started? And so what they did is they said, all right, we're going to go put an asterisk in the pre-auth field. And heaven knows that asterisk is not a pre-authorization number. But if we data mine for it, now we know that pre-authorization started, and now we're waiting for the payer to get back to us. Mm -hmm. So we can data mine for that and say, hey, the payer's had this for a week. What's going on? And as soon as the asterisk changes to a pre-authorization number, now we know we've got the pre-auth. So blank means we haven't started. Asterisk means we have. Number means we're done. And just that simple step gave us a lot more visibility into pre-authorizations. Yeah, that was excellent um, to start. That process really helped us um, being able to tell if you've started something. And as pre-cert is a very stop and start, very stuttered process in the best of worlds, you sometimes have to call somebody to get a number that you can put on a fax to send into someplace, or you have to get online three times to check to see if something's done. So being able to track pre-certs in motion was also uh, something that uh, was helped with this uh, tool that Nate has created for us. I think part of the trick is, I think sometimes pre-cert can be intimidating because you know a spine surgery is hard to pre-auth and it's gonna take a lot of time and a lot of documentation, so I better start those soon. And I think sometimes staff would do the ones that they knew would be hard, even though they had weeks to do it. And then the ones that were coming up soon that were easier got set aside. And the whole ability to just get visibility on the thing and to see what's coming helped. Yeah. And also, I think it really helped um, in the culture of the organization because in the pre-cert department, before we got into having tools and being able to see a big picture and being able to also dice out what was really waiting and what was really important um, and what could wait, we had people nervous before they went home at the end of the day, uh, drama, repeating stories about every payer and every patient and wasting time. Um, if the staff spend more time in the parking lot complaining about their day than they um, you know, had time for lunch, that's never a good sign. So um, we were able to improve our culture uh, a great deal too. And you know, in this day and age, when you have are striking a balance of being able to pay people a, a reasonable wage, but also keep wages down and keep expenses down, having a good culture can make the difference in trying to, you know, live and die on price for in um, your staff versus being able to, um, you know, just provide reasonable uh, reimbursement for their services versus um, having to throw a whole bunch of money at it because it's such a drama 
feel that no one wants to work there. Well, I think you're right, Mona. I think sometimes there's uh, way too often in life the solution is, and my solution is, throw money at the problem. And this time, you know, if you can just throw a tool at the problem and make life a whole lot easier, then, you know, pre-cert just becomes easier. I will also add that the making pre-cert easier also makes training easier. So Absolutely. When you, you know, it doesn't take forever and a day to train people, or you don't have to double-check that someone's doing what they're supposed to do all the time. You can see whether or not they're doing it. That makes a big uh, difference, too, with, um, with you can tell how many times we're getting down to the wire because the new staff member hasn't been checking things correctly or hasn't been double-checking when she should have or starting soon enough. So those things make a big difference as well. This daily email doesn't just go to the pre-op team. It goes to the managers as well. So at a glance, they get an email early in the morning. They say, yep, we're under control or, oh, my goodness, we're not, and get uh, a sense for it. And then this the email also has below it the names and dates of here's what you've got to work on today. And it's just an easy one-stop shop to help them prioritize what they're doing. Any more advice you'd give folks struggling with pre-auth or how to make their lives a bit less dramatic? Um, I would say when you get these tools, um, it's really hard to get the change, staff to change their behavior, and they don't necessarily believe the tools work as designed. And we had some kinks to work out. So it was a process. It took some time getting their input as well. Um, now nobody would go back to the old way. It's the difference between hand posting checks that come in the mail versus posting an ERA upload as fast as you, you know the difference is mm-hmm. um, and the satisfaction with the staff. But initially, no one believes that everything's going to work as designed. It took a lot of time to cultivate trust in this particular department because it is such an important and vital department. And if you miss a pre-cert, People don't get their, um, their insurance just won't cover their services. And a lot of times you end up getting, uh, not getting paid at all. And maybe the hospital doesn't get paid. The anesthesiologist doesn't get paid. So this is a really, for us, it was a watershed to make these changes in pre-cert. It's better to work here now. It's easier to understand what's going on. We have many less nail biting down to the wire pre-cert issues for staff and and patients. No patient wants to go in the day before surgery and not even know whether or not their services have even been approved by their payer yet. So it's been an an amazing thing. I can't thank you enough, Nate, for all that you did to help us get through it. It was a a process. It took some time, but I would encourage anybody who's struggling with pre-cert the way we were Please, you know, look into getting some data and doing, letting the data do the work for you. I love that. Get some data and let the data do the work for you. Mona, thanks for joining me today. It's always great to be with you and my friends in Fort Wayne. Oh, we feel the same. <laughs>